to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back on the block here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I did want to remind you guys, we'll be out at Buffalo Wild Wings, or Buffalo Wings and Rings, excuse me. They, their names are so close, but Buffalo Wings and Rings, uh, on, oh, for our NCAA tournament on Thursday and Friday. So we'd like to have you guys jump out there. There's, a, you know, there's prizes. Um, there's a contest if you want to get involved in the uh, bracket pool as well. I'm filling out my bracket. I got my bracket filled out. I feel pretty good about it. I go pretty chalk, but we'll talk about that more at the top of the hour. I did want to get to some interesting college football notes uh, before we, we get to some other stuff going on here on the show, specifically uh, once we get to Shootout with Strick, a chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings, but that will be around about yeah, 10, 12 minutes from now. Uh, it's kind of interesting as we kind of go through, especially the free agency period that we were talking about there with the NFL, um, some of the contracts and how big they get and all and all that stuff. Well, the, the commentator brought, you know, <laughs> Contracts are getting quite big themselves. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention over the last couple of weeks, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, the number one commentating group for the NFL at Fox, are now moving on over um, to ESPN. And as part of the trade for that, I mean, because the deal is that Joe Buck still has one year left on his Fox trade, or on his Fox deal, excuse me. Um, so they're actually just much like uh, you would in the NFL or any league. They're, you got to give some compensation back. If you're ESPN um, over, or excuse me, if you're Fox over DSPN, um, so what it looks like what's happening in exchange for allowing their top play-by-play announcer to walk early, Fox seems to have negotiated for the rights to broadcast the Ohio State Notre Dame game, which will be played September 3rd this year. Um, and as a part of that as well, you would think that that would be the big noon game because that's what Fox does with their games. And so it kind of it's 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 nearly run Oklahoma out of the Big 12. Is that they're so frustrated playing those 11 a.m. games that I remember when Nebraska and Oklahoma was announced for 11 a.m. It was like um, you you could hear that you could you know you heard it again from the Oklahoma fan base and going what what's the big deal? But they play them so often that's all their primetime games and it obviously it, it ruins the the possibility to bring recruits in um, as far as opposed to a nighttime game if they're playing a Friday night game to get them there to travel at 11 a.m. is a little bit difficult for the fan experience. A lot of people don't like it as much, right? You don't get as much tailgating time. You don't have a whole lot of time to do much of anything before heading to the game. Um, so it's kind of interesting how that that plays out because there's another fan base that's potentially upset about 11 a.m. game as well is the Texas-Alabama game is likely to also be a Fox Big Noon game because they're going to get their their pick of the litter. Every other year, the top pick goes to either ESPN or Fox for the game that they want to broadcast, and usually that comes down to Texas-Oklahoma, but this year Texas-Alabama obviously has uh, intrigue in and of itself, so the expectation is that Fox will take that game, and Texas fans are not looking forward to how hot that will be at that time time um, because they do not play a whole lot of 11 a.m. games because of the heat there. Um, Are you frustrated as a fan, first and foremost, by 11 a.m. games? Uh, Nebraska got a lot of them a few years ago, too. Um, More of the ESPN2 type of deal. That's kind of the time slot and TV network that they they kind of deserved, I suppose, for that year. Um, But does it frustrate you as an 11 a.m. guy? Some people are very firm against 11 a.m. kickoffs. I hated having to get up early. I mean, you got to think about like you're saying, who wants to tailgate at nine o'clock in the morning, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> who wants to wake up like 
doing, you know, cooking and eating and doing all you like that to right ease in into the, it. Yeah, you like to ease into it. You know, you like to probably start around two o'clock, boom, get into it, maybe go in about, you know, five, six, kind of see warm ups, different things like that. You kind of like those, even if it's mid afternoon, you know, three, four is so much better than an 11 o'clock game. So um, I, I would say I'm frustrated from that standpoint because who knows if I was sipping wine and having a cigar that night, I might want to sleep in a little bit. You got to get up and kind of get yourself together. And you got to also think about it's, it's not even just tailgate. I mean, you've got to drive down there. You got to park, you got to yeah. walk into the stadium. You've got to, you've got a lot of things to do and, and shoot. Most people may not be getting in until about 11 30, 12. If it's an 11 o'clock game. So yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of those those times. Now, it depends on the time of the season, too. Now, I would much rather take that type, type of day if it's a cold day because I want some sun up. That's I can right. Feel a little bit of heat on my face. So <laughs> I would much rather have that than a night game at that point. But other than that, no, I'm good. What do you think about the, the whole strategy from Fox is their big noon game? They basically give up the, the afternoon game to CBS, which is, is kind of held that um, time period for years that they're going to get the, the major one. And then ESPN obviously does the night game. Um, and so, it, you know, the, Fox could go head to head with either one of those, but they're such giants and they're built in at this point that that's where they figure that they can get the win. But it's really it's causing some frustration to the point. Again, I don't know how much it had to play, but it was certainly at least a small bit of Oklahoma wanting to walk away from the Big 12 because they, they want to go to a league where they won't be always the 11 a.m. kickoff because they're the brand name. They're the game of the week because that, you know, it's going to draw the most eyeballs and they're just tired of playing in that time slot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, let me just say it like this. Crossover at your own risk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Crossover from the Big 12 to the SEC at your own risk. It's like walking through uh, the swamp with a bunch of gators hungry and ready to eat. And I'm not, this is not talking about Florida. I'm I'll say that's just Florida. You've got a whole group of yeah, them too. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about a bunch of just hungry, oh, yeah. hungry hippos <laughs> ready to, to, to eat up, eat each up. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to cross over, but, you know, we, 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 we'll find out why Lincoln Riley, uh, you know, made a dip <laughs> real, real quick. Yeah, and part of it, if you haven't seen his uh, seventeen million dollar mansion uh, over there on, on, on Ocean somewhere side, in the hills, you know that's part somewhere of it. In the yeah, hills. that's part of it too. Um, but it is, you well, know, shoot, what did they say they get him two of them though, right? He gets two out. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, he's got Probably a guest house. I think it has a guest house. It has seven fireplaces in it, Strick. What What would you do with seven fireplaces? Don't you? At most two, right? I mean, what do you need Listen. three fireplaces for? <laughs> even, at, even at the peak of my money making years, I I still wasn't like thinking like that. Yeah, I would much rather get on a plane and go to the uh, go go to the island somewhere. Than, yeah, you know, because what am I going to do with a house that big? I mean, you know, I live down here and we get on the boat and we'll we'll go out on the lake and we'll drive by Shaq's old house and and we look at we look at Tiger's house. You know, that's in Windermere. You know, on on the on the golf course. And we we drive and and they're just so freaking magnanimous. They're huge. Yeah. And it's like, like literally, if you were married, Bach, you probably wouldn't see your wife. Like if you wanted to play hide and seek with your kids, like that's the play. Then you you might take hours to freak try to figure out where where you're being hidden at. And and, and I mean you don't use them all. I mean shoot. 
uh, prices now are crazy through the roof for yeah. energy costs and all that stuff. Shoot, I mean, shoot, little townhouse, and I'm good to go. I'm probably in three rooms: the theater room, my room, and the living room and kitchen. Yeah, four rooms. Hey, you don't need yeah, you don't need too much. At. Like you said, I, I yeah. you kind of. I guess it depends on on what you prefer and what you kind of like. But I'm much more like you. I'd probably use it more to travel. Um, did you did you have a, a several teammates? Because you hear the the age old, old story with those guys that you know sometimes people can buy too large of a house, um, basically planning to make the money that they're making now, and then you know once they retire and they have to pay the yearly taxes on those houses, it can become troublesome. Was that did that pop up a few times for some former players? Uh, some, I think some of them really, uh, they bought these huge houses and you've got to understand that the business is, is, it's not like it used to be. It wasn't like the Michael Jordan, even Michael Jordan had trouble selling his house in Chicago for a while. Mm. And what happens is you custom make, you custom these houses like shacks. They got Superman stuff all over the place, and you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's got to be you're limiting the scope of who it is that would actually take the house because they're going to have to either come in, do a lot of remodeling, demolition some stuff in order to basically make it their own. So what I found is a lot of my ex-teammates, they would buy these houses and so forth and so on. They would get traded, and then they're stuck with these houses for years. Can't get rid of you're them. You're paying the note on a house that you're not living at. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now you got two houses and maybe three because you've got one where you live, live. And so yeah, man, it can it can it can it can rack up a huge bill real quick. Real quick. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I've I have i have heard, you know, it's kind of horror stories of that in the past. So uh, I'm not surprised that, that you get stuck, man. You get yeah. stuck. What I used to do, Bach, man, is I used to like I got to the point where I just was really being smart. And, and I would go into a place where I was going to play. I would try to, I would find like a nice townhouse, like in great, in real close proximity to the arena. And I would buy it. And so then I knew that if another player came, he would either want this house to lease or he would want this house to oh, there buy. You go. Yeah. And that's how I was able to kind of, when I went to different places, I was able to move my properties because... It, it, you know, it was very, you know, appeasing to whatever player was coming in after me. And so I, that's how I was able to move on. Were your, was the practice facilities, I know you spoke about this for New York, was it for most places where the practice facilities pretty close to the arenas too? Like you wouldn't, you, you know, if you were thinking about a location to sit down in, it would be similar, like you'd be close to both of them? Uh, Dallas now has theirs like that. It, at first, it wasn't. We used to practice at a place called Baylor, and then you, we played at Reunion. Uh, New York was like that, as I stated. Boston had their practice facility. I think they still have theirs in, in a place called Waltham, um, and and that's kind of outside of the city a little bit. Hmm. So it's a nice little drive down. I don't even think the name is TD Water, TD Garden anymore. It's something else. Um, so it was a nice little drive. And when we used to drive from Boston. It was, this was before the big dig was completed. So it was, traffic was like crazy mm. trying to drive down there. And so then if you, and then in the wintertime, then you, you know, in the fall and the winter, and you, if you had a Boston Red Sox game trying to go down that way, whew, traffic would be crazy. So we used to have to find ways to dip, but Boston was like that. Indiana was, was at the facility at the field house at the time. 
Um, so that was like that. And Milwaukee was 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 kind of away. It was now I think the new arena is on site, but the old arena we used to have to practice. It was you know nice little hump outside of the city a little bit. But my my game my game drives was five minutes. I'd jump in the car. I'd be at the arena in five yeah. minutes. That's kind of interesting. Do you know why teams? set it up that way that the practice facility is a little bit different far away just locate whatever they could find i guess yeah i mean i think there's deals i mean there there were certain deals that was some accommodations that were made probably some people like facilitated and paid some money for you to be at their practice facility so forth mm-hmm. and so on so yeah i think some of that was involved with it um but yeah i think a lot of them now have them on site a lot a lot yeah. of any of the newer types of arenas they're probably building them on site now yeah that would make sense and, and also i would want to ask you this while we're on practice facilities have you been to nebraska's because it also it often gets compared to nba practice facilities would you mm-hmm. Would you say that's on par? I would say that. Hmm. I, I would say I, I feel slighted. Yeah. <laughs> For I would say, I would say, yeah, we practice at Devaney. I would say, yeah. Um, that's I right. Feel a little, yeah, they practice at Devaney, but they don't practice at Devaney. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I feel a little slighted now. I'm yeah. looking, I walk through that, uh, through that locker room and I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. I don't blame you. And Pinnacle Bank Arena has kind of, kind of got an NBA feel to it, I suppose, a little bit too. But I do still like some of the old college arena type feel that, that, that Devaney had. Some schools still have that. I think there's a good blend of both now in college basketball. Uh, but we'll take a quick break here. Give us a call right now. Honda Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. The first caller will get in line and get a chance to play shootout with Strick here around the corner. $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings is on the way. You want to win before you even fill out the tournament bracket. You want to be a winner this week. You can win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. Coming up next, again, 402-464-5685 to get in line. 